Welcome to a guest in the house podcast. We are back from our brief summer hiatus. I'm one of your co-hosts, Mickey Hess. We are back indeed. I am your other co-host, Trom Diggs, aka David Shanks, or David Shanks, aka Trom Diggs. I forgot. You got the AKA. That's true. <laughs> right, 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 yeah, right. Just right. which is which, right? I think who, I ended up the real identity and who's the AKA. Yeah, it, it gets confusing. I think I ended up just being David. Um, quotations, Trom digs, shots. Ah, that's a good way to go, too. Yeah. Okay. So you got the government bookends. Yeah. And then the rap name and quotation marks. Yes. I like it. Yes, yes, quotation yes. Quotation marks or parentheses? Quotation marks, I like right? the quotation marks. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I like those. I like those. What's going on, my man? It's been a while. It's been a little bit. I'll give a quick shout out to a listener, Todd Dills. Who has, has been asking me, when is a guest in the house going back? Bring it back. <laughs> That's what's up. So shout out to Todd Dills. That's what's up. That's what's up. It's always good to be missed. Definitely. Um, hopefully uh, we don't lose all of our listeners. Hey, if um, we got Todd, we're doing okay. Yeah, That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. And um, in classic um, fashion, because we are... Um, friends but we're also professionals um and we'll get into uh, you know kind of the particulars of the break uh we didn't just break because we felt like it uh sure. just, you know just some things going on and i think we just were a little gassed from the um the last uh year and some change but um we actually haven't caught up ourselves it's not like we were talking a whole bunch while we were breaking we kind of like really all just took a break that's true. <laughs> so this is um, catching up in real time. You know, you guys will, you know, our listeners will really get a uh, glimpse into us catching up for real, for real. Ooh, see, this is not scripted. No, not at all. We yeah. didn't like talk out catching up and then say, hey, let's catch up on the podcast. We literally stopped this morning and said, hey, we'll just catch up on the podcast. So uh, how you doing, friend? Doing okay. Trying to uh, figure out my own teaching for the fall and what mm. looks safe and what looks doable and figure out my kids schooling and what looks safe and doable over there. I was going to ask, has the semester began already? No, we start September 8th. Both oh, of you guys actually. are late. Okay. Yeah, we're the, we got the Northeast kind Up of Up North stuff. Yeah, That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't announce this prior to us going on hiatus but i am no longer in the northeast that's one of the um primary reasons for the break i um have been progressively moving uh further and further south over the last i guess 20 years um, i guess that's true yeah most most listeners know that i'm a uh brooklyn born and raised kid and um that i did 
a substantial amount of time in Philly, uh, post-college, well, during college and post-college. And then we relocated to Maryland uh, about three years ago, and we have recently relocated to the Atlanta suburbs in Georgia. So I am, uh, I don't know how to get, I don't know if I'm East Coast anymore. I think I may have um, turned in my East Coast rapper card. Oh, it's just straight up South now. It looks like I'm just South. I don't think Atlanta's um, considered the East Coast anymore. I don't think it's on the coast. No, unless, um, you know, there's a famous rant by the late great Pimp C where he says Mm. Atlanta is the East Coast. Because it's on Eastern Standard Time. Ooh, okay. That's <laughs> about time zone. And that, so Texas, is, and that yeah. Texas is the South. I think he was just jabbing, but interesting. Yeah, yeah, man. So I'm here. I'm down south. And you've been down there how long now? About uh, a month about, and a half. About. Uh, it's coming on a month. Okay. It seems longer. It seems like it, a month and a half. It does. It does. It does. It does. I officially moved on the uh, first, or was it the second? I can't remember. I think we were slated to move on the first. We ended up moving the Sunday, which I believe was the second. I can't remember off the head, but yeah, about a month. And in true podcast co-host fashion, I made you a little playlist of and some of my favorite Atlanta hip hop from over the years. And it's listen, a little quick one. The 25 minutes from uh, <laughs> <laughs> the time I pulled out the gas station uh-huh. to uh, about uh, Northern Virginia, I enjoyed every bit of it. Every See, I probably should have gone longer. I was thinking I, like, well, I don't want to overload him. I'm sure he's listen, got plenty of I was, I was podcasts and playlists that's all yeah. I, that's all we did so i was hoping you would have got me at least an hour man but it's okay see i was trying to think too like i, I don't want to put had super more. obvious stuff I knew right you had, i knew you had more yeah i wanted to put some things that you probably heard in passing and then maybe even try to pull out something you hadn't heard i did throw a you got me a few there. You got me. You got me with oh, a few. Nice. You definitely did. Um, okay. I was not expecting MC Shy D at all, right? Oh, the originator. The originator. First guy really doing hip hop in Atlanta, from most accounts. I, for most accounts, indeed. Moved down from the Bronx. Clearly, was on Luke Records. I think pre Two Live Crew. I think he was the first artist on Luke Records. You could be right about that. I'm not certain. But yeah, you He's don't very see a lot of shady though. on playlists. No, no, I I appreciated that. Hey, I appreciated that. There was one more with uh, Cujo Goody, right? Yeah, that, that I that I wasn't prepared for either. I can't remember the name of that group. Shape of Broad Minds. There you go. Yeah, with the Cujo Goody verse. Yeah, that's a really cool song. Operator, the Collie Park. Operator. Band. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if you'd heard that one. That was maybe 10 I years old. I never heard that one. You got Especially me on that, that one. Remix. I don't think it made the rounds. You got me on that one, for sure. And then, of course, I threw on uh, Jid and Earth Gang. Of course. Threw on my favorite Gucci Mane song, one of my favorite 2 Chainz songs. And then, you know, Goody Mob, you just got to have it. Yeah, Goody Mob's essential. And that yeah. was one of my favorite Goody Mob um, joints, too. Yeah, Dirty South with Big Boy and Cool Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. One to the two, the two to four. Yeah. 
See, I didn't want to go with Outcast because I just thought, well, I know he's heard every Outcast song. I know he's heard Goody Mob too, but it seems slightly less predictable. I was waiting for Black Ice, man. Yeah, that would have been a good one. Huh? <laughs> that would have been a good one. Throw that one on there. Now, I, what happened was I kind of paused until I got in the car and then I pulled up the playlist. Had I pulled up the playlist like a day before, I would have made you um, add more. Oh, see, I, I even chopped it back. I had like twice as many Are songs. Are you kidding me, buddy? Yeah, see. a nine-hour ride. That's a long drive. <laughs> well, 10, really. See, I was thinking, well, he'll probably put this on just to kind of humor me. No. But then I forget how you know, you're in the car all day. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, next time you move across the country. <laughs> you had to give me a West Coast playlist <laughs> when it. I moved to Arizona or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can't go much further south. You head yeah. to Miami. Well, I Miami, and I, I don't think I'm doing Florida. Florida's a little nuts. Yeah, and it's going <laughs> to sink into the ocean soon enough. I mean, right, it's... <laughs> <laughs> climate let's, change let's, is going to get let's, Florida. Let's hope not. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've got family in Florida. <laughs> same here, and I feel bad for them. But I don't hopefully, we'll just become there. an island at least. Let's don't don't go all yeah. the way underwater. At least. <laughs> well, I think the part that connects to the uh, rest of the U.S. is probably the safest from climate change. So I don't know. I, I hope the best for Florida. I'll yeah. say that. I don't yeah. sound callous. Love people down there. I've always had fun in Florida. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice place to visit. Yeah. But, you know, you have made this move from the Northeast down South. And 15 years ago, uh, almost to the date, actually, because I moved in August, I made the move from Kentucky up to the Philly area. Right. Reverse. Reverse. So I think we could talk a little bit about, even though you've just been there for a month, we could probably talk a little bit about like growing up and your perceptions of what the South was growing up in Brooklyn. Mm. Um, and then here you are in the South. Well, for me, it's caveat that my brother's been in Alabama for, I don't know, a long time. So he's been married like 21, 22 years. He's been down there since I met you. So, yeah. So he, and he went to, Tuskegee. Um, oh, so he's Institute. been down there a while. Shouts to Tuskegee and all the HBCUs. So he did undergrad at Tuskegee and then graduate um, at Alabama State and then PhD at Auburn. Shouts to my brother for being okay, an yeah. uh, academic. Uh, <laughs> and so he's been here forever. So he's been here since the 90s, right? So yeah. I've been down here you know throughout the years so it wasn't complete culture shock as someone who just moved to the south having never spent any time in the south you know what i mean sure however however clearly visiting and staying with your brother in your brother's house and hanging out with your brother's friends or you know hanging out with your nephews is different than you living here and having to, you know, move around on your own kind of, you know. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah, yeah. So I'm still, you know, learning, obviously, what's going on. Um, you know, your obvious fears with coming to the South, you know, first as, you know, a, uh, what do we call 
what do I call, I call myself openly black? Is it uh, oh, <laughs> out the yeah. closet black? <laughs> <laughs> um, you have your expectations of like, okay, so like, what's up with the white folks? You know what I mean? Like, how, uh-huh. like what am I, what am I getting into down here? Right. Sure. And so that's obviously your first fear. And then it's just like your creature comforts, like uh-huh. of being up North, like, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. Pizza, for pizza. example. I was right? going to say Chinese food, but yes, pizza, Ooh, Chinese. Okay. Not Chinese food's kind of universal now. Like they kind of, they've got the formula down pack. They make it the same everywhere you go. But pizza is a big deal, you know. Uh, can I get to, um, you know, this particular store that I like? Uh, you know, me, I have a particular diet, so you know, can I find plant based stuff? readily is there a whole foods near us you know these are the type of you know questions that we were asking prior to coming down here my um uh my lady partakes hey rachel in a um particular hey rachel um you know type of um uh green medicine and <laughs> so it's like is that you know is that she's medical in maryland and she's like is that readily available for me now or am i gonna have I to think like they've eradicated that stuff from the state of georgia listen going years back there's a i mean there's a <laughs> there's a cbd place on like every strip mall so yep. i don't know what that means maybe it's on its way but they'll definitely have to change the entire like state um, exactly yeah state congress and um the governor and you know maybe if uh, stacy abrams wins next run yeah. we'll get some um legalization down here but we'll see so it's happening it's gonna it, be on the way yeah I, I think federally it'll you know be here sooner or later they just know, figuring Biden it out wants to distract from this fuck up in afghanistan like now is his chance right? hey just, look isn't that what new york did you know yeah that's true <laughs> like, monday morning biden come out and say you know what weed is legal i don't want to yeah. hear anything else about it and yeah. people would be like well that seems cool what was going on last week <laughs> what happened last week i don't even remember yeah so i mean but yeah those are the things that you um that were you know you were considering and then obviously like i said like what type of you know white folks are we going to be neighbors with close to are we going to be by any white folks etc 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 i mean um as so there's different types of white folks there are different types of white folks i wasn't aware of this you know damn well <laughs> that there are different types of white folks i mean there are different types of all folks but they're particular which type am i huh which type am i that's we, what i want to know we we call you <laughs> Um, behind your back and to your face, um, good white folk. You and Anthony are Ooh. good white folk. That's what you, okay. <laughs> that's what you guys are classified as. Oh no, See, they're, I good, thought, they're good I white. Thought folk. Good white folk were like an urban legend. I didn't think we really exist. Oh no, you guys are good. Yeah, you know what? And you may have transcended good white folk. You might just be good people. I'm I'm gonna uh, give. You, like I'm gonna graduate letter. you from good white folk because good white folk still has like a stigma around it. You, know you want to like, stay away from any white folks who call themselves good white folks. Right. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. good white folks consider themselves good white folks. So you're not yeah. good white folk. You're good people. <laughs> yeah, you're good people. Yeah, if you have to announce you as, too, a, as a white you're, person. You too, Anthony. You're, you've, you've, you've been stricken from the white folk title. You're good people. Okay. 
Well, that's good to know. That's, and, the, and gradu- that, that's the graduation from, I like you that. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys are good people. Um, good white folk. I think I have some good white folk neighbors. Hey, look and at we'll, that. You know, we'll get into that in a sec. But, okay. um, and then they're, you know, you know, the other type of white folk and then the other type of white folk and then the other type of white folk. But, um, so, okay, classic example. So, we were contemplating, because you know, the um, some of the listeners know, not all of the listeners know, we moved to Atlanta because um, Voss Man, which is our 14-year-old, got accepted to this prestigious high school down here, and we said, hey, we'll give it a shot. Rachel's brother's here, and he kind of nudged us in that way, and so we made the move. I'm not going to give much more detail than that, because you just know I'm not going to give details of my life on air like that kind of guy, but that's pretty much what happened, and so... We took the leap. We're here. We're trying to figure out where to, um, you know, kind of settle because there's like city of Atlanta. There's, you know, surrounding areas. And then there's a whole bunch of variables that go into like where you particularly like to lay your head. You know what I mean? Sure. So, of course, having never lived here or spent any real like significant time here in the last say 10 to 15 years. Um, my dad, um, shouts out to Pedro, um, actually lived in Georgia for a long time. So I've been down here, you know, a day or two with him over the years, but nothing since like, I don't know, 2000 or something like that maybe the last time i came down here with him because obviously he moved up north as you know not obviously i'm talking to you yeah yeah, he moved up north and you know was in philly with me for a while so we had a great excellent um realtor shouts out to um my friend vc temple alum we lived on the same floor at Temple, first two years. So that's my buddy. She kind of held our hand through like the process of finding a place. We decided last minute not to purchase. Smart move on our part. So, because, you know, we didn't want to purchase not knowing where the hell we were going to live. So, and also, like the huge price boom right now. Like, that's, that's going to drop. It was insane. Yeah. And we tried to buy. And I think, I I honestly think, you know, for those of you, my spiritual warriors out there, I do believe that the creator had his or her hands on our situation. And, you know, the universe knows me. I will go the extra mile, but I'm not 
going to go against the grain. You know what I'm saying? If something is like pushing back at me and making it really, 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 really difficult, I'm going to say, hey, maybe I don't need to go that route. I'm not like a, by any, I'm going to move earth. Like, it's like, maybe let me take a step back and see if this is the right move. Why am I getting so much resistance? Right. And so in that resistance of like, just giving offers and just offers and people just making cash offers and just beating our offers over and over and over again. It was like, yeah, I don't think we should be buying. And so I finally And half think, of that might be BlackRock behind the scenes, right? Or BlackRock and Ron. Yeah. Well, I hope BlackRock and Ron is um investing in real estate, man. That'd be beautiful. But so. um because they they are getting large, so maybe they're getting large in their <laughs> um, real estate portfolio. It Shops seems like they, they kick Ron out, and it's just BlackRock now. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So and so now we have to find BlackRock and Ron. You think yeah. that would be able to be added to a playlist? You think BlackRock and Ron's on Spotify? I bet it is. At this, I point. bet it is. So um, anyway, but uh, what was I saying? Hey, so we found a place. I don't want to bore yeah. people. We found a place. It's um. 40 minutes outside the city it's like northwest of the city great neighborhood um very far from Voss's school that's something we have to work out he's taking the bus right now the school has an awesome bus air conditioning you know um Mm -hmm. usb ports the whole thing so he has a comfortable 40 minute ride to school every morning on the bus. Um, and we're making it, we're making it work now back to the white folk. Mm. So, Always the white folks. Right. So we spent two weeks in an Airbnb down in the uh, city. So like South side um, where the school is located. And we actually, really liked that neighborhood. I knew going into kind of finding a place for us to stay, my guess was Rachel would not really be comfortable in the neighborhood because um, as my um, good white folk like to say, it's a little urban. Is that what they say? <laughs> yeah, that's one of the one of the keywords, right? And, and now, when they say urban, what do they mean by that? Well, for the sake of our podcast, I would say um, has a high propensity for Negroes and Negro activity, hmm. or POC activity, right? I, I, let's say that. Um, so, you know, and, and the all the um, perceptions and perceived notions that come with that. So, like, high crime or, you know, I don't know, litter, noise, things of that nature, right? But tucked in that, of course, are these $700,000 and $800,000 homes that... um then get painted as like the historic part of the neighborhood and the historic part of the neighborhood is kind of where the school is nestled 
So those houses are beautiful. But two blocks down, you might see a dirty diaper on the street. Literally not making that up. Dirty diaper on the street, right? So, you know, and it's weird because I don't know, and Rachel asked me this, because, you know, we're having like the gentrification conversation, like while down there and just walking around and learning. And she said, well, who was here first? Was it white folk that's been here all the time? And the black people kind of moved into a certain part of the neighborhood. And then the white folks vacated that certain part of the neighborhood. And then things went like that. Or was it always black? And then the white folks moved into the neighborhood and that became a thing. And I told her that I think it was both and. Yeah. That's kind of the story of American real estate past 120 years, right? People chasing each other in and out of neighborhoods. So originally all white black folks come in, white folks vacate. Maybe some stay, maybe they nestle themselves in a certain particular four or five block radius and said, hey, we're going to stay here. The rest of it, you know, decays. The property values plummet. All the things that go with an urban center kind of happen. Mm -hmm. And then white folks begin to reinvest. And... Property values raise, you know, uh, amenities start to come into the neighborhood and, you know, the the same story. So, uh, sight unseen, obviously doing all of this for Maryland, I wasn't comfortable just kind of pulling the trigger on a property in the hood because you don't know what you're getting in terms of, you know, the block, you know. So I said, we're better off in the burbs. At least we'll get down there, figure it out. And then maybe once we're here, I can find a place to, you know, settle us. Um, I wanted to cut in with just a couple things. Sure. So I don't want to interrupt your story. No, 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 no. Please interrupt the story. (laughs) So, So number one, like kudos and congratulations to you and Rachel for putting your kid's high school experience ahead of everything else. I mean, that, that's the main me, reason you guys, it yeah. is, right? And I mean, what what better reason to move, right? What better reason to go somewhere? And, and the school, like I forgot the name of it, but when I mentioned it to my friend Sam, who grew up around Atlanta and lived there for a yeah, long time, Sam. as soon as I said like, yeah, Voss got into a like, really – prestigious school down there he knew the name of it right wow. off the bat and like i went back and checked my text from you and that very cool one. so uh, in the whole city he knew exactly very cool. what very it had cool to be. and the other thing i wanted to say is i have lived in neighborhoods before where i would rarely see a non-white mm-hmm. face and they had these same problems that, that you, you referred to as POC problems. <laughs> I know. I know. So I want to get that out there just to say, like, um, yeah, I mean, can we call them POC problems? No. No. And that's why, okay. that's why, we, that's why we classify that as something that maybe, um, you know, 
a particular type of white folk might think. But no, problems yeah. problems are problems. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, problems that, are problems, that goes sure. all the way back into our, you know, black on black crime conversation. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, where would people hurt each other other than where they live? But, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The, the whole idea of looking at a place you're about to move, even just a particular house, you've chosen the city, kind of chosen the area, the part of the yeah. city. And you're looking at a house and the house is next to it and the block and the street. And you're thinking like, well, what kind of place is right, this, right? right? And that, I remember that would bring up a lot of things that people had put in my head. You know, anytime I've been in that situation, looking at a yeah. place, looking at a place to live and thinking like, well, what kind of people live around here? Now. And in the end, I've discovered you can never really tell. Until you're there. <laughs> Until you're there. <laughs> Until you're there for and, a little and while. And so and that's a good question because you you, you took a, you know, you, you moved for um, your position, correct? Yeah, okay, for a job. So you hadn't spent any time in Philadelphia prior to taking to position. So you really like kind of went out on a limb. Only on book trips. I'd been through Philly. I'd been through New York a few times, been through Brooklyn. Um, But yeah, you know, just for a night or two at a time. Right. Not not enough time to know like this neighborhood's a good neighborhood, quote unquote, good, whatever that means. Man, you go to talk to a real estate agent, they'll tell you all that shit right off the bat though. Yeah. And I remember, you know, the first couple of agents that I had showing me around in Philly, um, they were white agents, and some of the stuff they said, man, right off the bat, I was just like, man, that's and that's racist. a and that was <laughs> a that's a time where well, I mean, Philadelphia is still experiencing gentrification, right? At a sure. crazy rate right now, and I got personal, <laughs> as you know, personal experience with that. So, um, but in that time, it was you know there was some, there was some. Sketchy parts of we're talking like two thousand. Yeah, there's some sketchy parts that are now like the place to be. You know what I mean? And yeah, so for sure. when you were looking into like uh if you're if you're talking about uh uh Fishtown, I've been going so long. Um and yeah, or even Pensport down exactly. South and you know, we saw that go from like eh, to yeah. like can't even afford it. Yep. See, I should have bought. I should have not yeah, listened you to see? those agents trying to scare you me away. You see? You see? There you go. And so, you know, that's the experience. You know what I mean? You're just kind of like, yeah. uh, so like I said, I gambled, um, which I guess is like super against kind of my sensibilities as like proud black man. Um, but I gambled on like, let me get a little bit out the way. And then, so I at least could guess that we'd be comfortable. And then let me uh-huh. figure out maybe what pocket of the city we could settle in if we so choose. You know what I mean? But I didn't want to take the leap into the city and you know 
be next to a trap house. That's just exactly. (laughs) So, but yeah, I mean, who wants to move with a 14 year old kid to a house next door to a trap house? Correct. And so, um, and you know, I've, you know, I've lived growing up in, I didn't, I mean, I grew up in Brooklyn, but I didn't, I grew up in like a working class, you know, neighborhood with working class Caribbean people in, in a house, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not from the the peas, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. um, I would consider, you know, many parts of East Flatbush, like very, um, you know, middle class, although it's not middle class, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, like I said, working class, it wasn't like nobody was moving anything on my block. And if they were, they weren't moving it on the block. You know, they may have been moving it and living on the block, but they were moving it Mm. someplace else. You know what I mean? So, um, you know. And, you know, I can't say that about where I grew up in Kentucky. Right. Right. Small towns. You. Right. Right. So I, where I lived in Philly now was a lot more in the mix than even where I grew up in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now the trouble, the trouble in Brooklyn was very close. You could get into some trouble, you know, you find the trouble, but, um, other than, you know, some break-ins, you know, our house was broken into maybe two or three times as a child, which is traumatizing. Wow. You come in the house and your yeah, entire thing real. is upside down, but, um, not like, but not like the dangers of like gunshots every night. Like you, you know, people think about gunshots every night, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. Philly now, yeah, I'd hear gunshots pretty frequently. Yeah. Right. So. I've had that experience and, you know, Rachel has not, you know, <laughs> so yeah. I didn't want that experience for her or Voss. Yeah. Let's hope so it stays it, that way. Right. You do everything that's a you fact. can. That's a fact. That's a fact. But the other, the flip side of that concern, particularly with moving to the South was getting back to, you know, kind of our original point was what type of white folk would I be living next yeah. to? Because if I end up in like a Jordan Peele movie, then I'd rather mm-hmm. be with my people <laughs> in the hood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> At least I could build a rapport sure. <laughs> with them. And I've lived, I've been safer in the hood. You know what I mean? Like I've been, you know, mm-hmm. hey, I've come home and folks, I'm living across the street from like, the, the the low incomes in Philly and you know you come home they'll tell you hey hey man uh they call you New York boy they'd be like yeah it's New York boy they like yo somebody came to your house you know what I mean someone dropped the package off mm-hmm. hey man look somebody was de- like they'll you know if you're cool they're cool I know I'm I have no yeah. issue being in the hood comfortable but uh you know the yeah, and when you talk about like the types of white people, the southern white people get a really they bad do. rap. They do. You know, the the assumption is when you say, well, he's from the south, or you know, he's from Georgia, he's from Kentucky. 
a lot of images pop into your head before you've Correct. ever met this person. Correct. 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 And I, that definitely goes for, you know, if the person listening is black, white, whatever. Yeah. You know, there's this figure of like the the southern white man in particular, but definitely white. Very true. Very true. It's a little bit off putting and there's a lot of truth behind it. Very true. But obviously, you know, from one person to the next, no matter what neighborhood, what county, what state, people are very correct, different. Correct. And I live um we moved to a cul de sac. So mm-hmm. What I've learned, because I died, you know, I, I don't know nothing about cul-de-sac life. This is not my bag, <laughs> right? So but what I've learned is it's very, very, it leans very much on like, who are your neighbors? Who lives in the cul-de-sac mm-hmm. with you? You got a good cul-de-sac, you got good neighbors, good money. And we're like center cul-de-sac. So like we're in the middle. You know what I mean? So we got. So how many of those portable basketball goals do they have out front of the houses? That's the, that's what you look for. That's true. I've not too many. If you you got those, ah, see, you got to put one Not too many. Not too many. That's what I I think of when I think of the cold in the middle of the. They're like a hundred bucks, man. You have the whole neighborhood. Right in the center. Um, So yeah, that was my concern. I'm like, if I. You know, we pull in here and it's like, eh, then it's like, we're going to have a problem, right? So yeah. they drop the pod off, shouts the pod. They don't give us any um money, but pods, you guys are awesome. <laughs> that was the best moving experience I've probably ever had. Seamless. That's I will cool. probably never, never drive that. a U-Haul in my life ever again. That's good Man, to know. They they dropped it off. We've packed it to the, and we couldn't get a French fry in that thing after we packed it. It was jam-packed, wow. right? They picked it up and they delivered it right in front the garage, like just seamless. Awesome process. I wish I had gotten on that business. It's amazing. So... Saturday, pull up, pod's there, boom, 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 boom. We start unpacking the pod. Neighbor comes over, Miss Nora. Hi, Miss Nora. Miss Nora comes over with her eldest son, Jack. Hey, Jack. Just want to introduce ourselves. Bop, 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 bop. Hey, how's it going? Bop, 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 bop. If you need Jack for anything, you let us know. Wow. All right. You know what, Jack? I'm going to take you up on that because my buddies who helped me unpack the um, pod had just left. I said, Jack, I'm going to take a break. And when I'm ready to move some of this stuff from the garage into the house, I'm going to come get you. First day, Jack helped me move my bed, my dressers. 15-year-old kid. Great. Good white folk. So then Miss Nora's like, hey, she's telling me about the previous owners. Boom, boom, boom. She's telling me about the yoga platform that was built in our backyard by the previous owner. Can you imagine? Look at that. So the, uh, hey, she was a yoga teacher. She built a platform in the backyard. I was like, is that what that is? She's like, yeah. I was like, I got to tell Rachel. Yeah, you can't have better luck than you that. You understand? Synergy, right? So 
then yeah. she introduces me to the other two young ladies who lived in the house actually next door to me. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Good white folks. We may have gotten lucky. Right? So Jack helps me. I give Jack a couple dollars. Jack goes, I can't take this. Wow, there you right? go. And I said, Jack, don't say anything. You're you're starting to grade. <laughs> go get yourself a pair of sneakers or something or a hoodie or something. You're good. Don't worry about it. I've been trying to give money away all day. My friends wouldn't take any money. You're going to take some money. Jack leaves. Jack's mom comes back. Oh. Hey, we can't take this. Said, yep. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't want to take this. We just want to spread. No, man. Wish Rachel was here because it was hilarious. But it wasn't funny, but it was funny. <laughs> she said. Because it was very like when I say it, something to the effect of, we just want to spread God's love. And wow. I said, Oh, it's those type of white folk. <laughs> <laughs> so you're asking me you're asking me the different types of white folks. We've got the yeah. good southern Christian white folk. <laughs> Okay. I know some of them. So those are my neighbors to like the left. Then I've got like the neighbors to my right who I haven't seen yet. They pull in and out. They mind their business. They don't care to talk or introduce themselves. I'm perfectly fine with that. Those type of white folk. Just to mind your business, yep. right, folks, right? Maybe I feel a way. Maybe I don't. I don't care how you feel. Just give me, leave me alone. I leave you alone. All is good. Boom. Those type of white folks. There's always that moment when somebody, like, brings you, like, last house we lived in, like, somebody brought us some banana bread when we moved in. A neighbor from a couple houses down made banana bread. Brought it wow. Wow. And as cool as it was, I was thinking, man, are they going to be knocking on oh, my All the time. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and it turned out they weren't at all. They were just exactly. cool, you know, so, definitely say hi, got to know them over the years. But yeah, they weren't up and That was Rachel's something. apprehension. Because I was like, Rachel, yeah. you know, you got to go introduce yourself now. She's like, uh, I'm friendly. Yeah. I'm just not that type of friendly. I'm cool. Yeah. But she did. And so, but they've been cool. No one's been, you know. They see us and go, hey, how's it going? How's the transition going? Boom, 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 boom. If you need anything, boom, thanks. That's it. No one's, you know, yeah. being like that. So, cool. Go around the corner, pull out the cul-de-sac, boom, 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 get on the main road, pizza shop right there. Um, Pizza shop, full vegan menu, vegan calzones, cauliflower crust. Oh, snap. I'm in that type of neighborhood. With those type of white folks, right? Health foods, health health store right next door. All the soaps and the stuff, you know. You know, I get a little bougie with my um, self care regimen, right? So all the nice soaps and the, and the Dr. Bronner's and all of that stuff that we use, perfect. They even got some some you know organic vegetables and stuff like that. Awesome, good. Now I feel comfortable. Because I was afraid that I may be 
in a different part. Now, pull around the pull mm-hmm. around the main road, start driving towards the main road. You're you see the um park in, you know, memory of the Civil War battle. And mm, you're driving okay. down this road at night. Personally, I feel like I can feel the Confederate soldiers like <laughs> Like running or like yeah. the spirits. <laughs> it's like it's a little spooky, especially when I'm it's like a monument to a loss, big, right? Hey, listen, it's set up like a oh, it's almost set up like the battlefield. Like they've got like the little wooden mm-hmm. things where you could see they may have like leaned and had their muskets. Like it's it's bogged out. So <laughs> there's yeah. that, right? And every once in a while when I'm driving down this road, I will see. I've seen it twice already. Not the same vehicle either, which makes it a little like, eh, you know, you'll see the um, 40-inch tires on the pickup truck, you know, like the monster truck with sure. the Confederate um, license plate kind of thing in the front. Yeah. And then you go, oh, those type of white folk are still here. Yeah, you know, I know a lot of those kind of white folks in Kentucky. I see them around New Jersey too. I saw a truck like they're that all on campus. Over, they're all over year. Pennsylvania. They're yeah. all over and, and anything north of like Philadelphia, including Northeast. <laughs> they're there, yep. right? So I'm not tripping. Definitely. But when you talk about the fear of saying, because it's easy to just say, I don't want to live in a hood. I want to live in the suburbs. But when mm-hmm. you have to take all of these things into consideration, you have to say, well, if I'm going to live in the suburbs, where in the suburbs am I going to live? Yeah. Because as my neighbor, uh, like I told my cousin, my cousin texts me and asked me like, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. So I was telling him like, oh, yeah, the neighbor seemed cool. And I was, you know, giving him that same scenario. He's like, that's kind of weird. I was like, it is kind of weird, but I prefer that over living next exactly. to Bubba. He knew exactly what I meant when I said Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so it's like, I don't want to live next to Bubba. So when I saw the vegan options at the pizza shop, I said, cool, <laughs> cool. Now, maybe. So you can't imagine Bubba eating cauliflower. I, I can't. Bubba probably wouldn't even eat pizza there. Because they sell, because <laughs> they sell vegan that shit. cheese. What the fuck is vegan cheese? Is what Bubba would say. <laughs> what did he make that shit out of? Oh, you gotta feel so sorry for the good dudes out there, unfortunately named Bubba, named Bubba yeah. as kids. Just like the good Karens out there. True. I had a professor named Karen in grad school, and I haven't talked to her since that became like a name for a certain type of white yeah. woman. But oh my yeah. god. Yeah, um, I think it probably has to feel bad to be a black Karen right now. It could, it could hurt. It could hurt. Yeah, it could hurt. And but or Bubba shouts out to um Bubba Knight, Gladys Knight's brother from the Pips. Oh yeah. yeah. So okay. um, so yeah, black Bubba. I, so wow. I I think on that front we're okay. I think we now. And it gets into like Rachel said something like, "Well, you think they're like Trump supporters?" I was like, <laughs> "There's different types of Trump supporters." Yeah. I don't care who you vote for. 
I don't care who you voted for. The guy who I said lives on the other side, who I haven't met yet, who just kind of like comes out the house, looks directly forward and goes and does his thing, might be a Trump supporter, might even be a staunch racist. He hasn't said a word to me and he hasn't done anything to my property. I don't care. Just don't, you know, yeah, but if I mean, you're hanging the flag in front of the house, then I'm uncomfortable. I mean, that's aggressive. That's, a, that's aggressive. That's a good word for it, right? Don't be aggressive. Keep your yeah. views to yourself. Because if you hang a Confederate flag out, I'm going to be forced to hang a red, black, and green flag out of mine. <laughs> and then you have a standoff. And stand then we have off, a flag standoff. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> See, and I'm definitely biased because, you know, like the hate has no home here signs. Or, you know, everyone's welcome here. In this house, we believe in science. We believe that people are people. You know, I don't see those signs as aggressive. Mm, But but, someone does. I mean, they seem like such inclusive signs. But I know to someone else that shit looks aggressive. Can you imagine? I mean, but then now we're getting into like people being angered by black lives yeah. mattering like the 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 no the statement bothers me why yeah <laughs> unless exactly, you don't right? think they do mm-hmm. so the notion that i would be offended by someone who says hate has no place here well why yeah. doesn't hate have a place hate should have a place here i'm angry i don't get it yeah but I mean, I guess the knee-jerk reaction is, is somebody sees that and says, oh, so you think I hate you. You think I'm hating Right, you. right. There's just a presumption to it, right. I guess. That's the only justification, only rationalization I could think for why that flag or sign would offend well, somebody. And then that's some projection. That's, on, that's right? what I was going to say. That's you dealing with your shit and yeah. <laughs> feeling a way if about you it. Think, oh, you, you guys don't like hate. Yeah. Are you saying I'm hateful? Well, fuck yeah, you. Because when I when I walk by a house and see you know an all inclusive or you know what I mean any statement of inclusion, I don't feel excluded. <laughs> yeah. Go, okay, maybe they're good white folk, and I keep it pushing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't knock on the door. Yeah. <laughs> Was that meant it. for me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. You know what I mean? It's it's weird, but um. And I hadn't given given this much thought until this conversation, but you know, the thought of like, even if it's quote unquote safe, it may be unsafe for me and mine because Absolutely. of the dynamics of the people who live in this safe neighborhood. And I may be mm-hmm. more comfortable in the quote unquote unsafe environment. And hmm. yeah. Yeah. Safe, safe for who? For who? We've made it safe. And safe how? Right. Yeah. yeah. And you probably approach safe a whole different way when you're moving with your family. That's a hundred percent true. 
right? You're not thinking in the same exact direction when it's just you. No, I wouldn't be here if I was by myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can see I wouldn't that. be here by myself. <laughs> and then there's like, and then, and then we're talking about, you know, in that factors in, you know, square footage, yard, you know what I mean? Basement mm-hmm. space. That, you know, all of these things factored in to better neighborhood. You know, if you're 25 sure. you're by yourself you get yourself you know a two-bedroom townhouse or something and you're good money you want to oh, be sure. in the, you want to be where the action's at but you know in this space it's like uh you know what i mean i don't want i don't know if Voss has to walk somewhere or do something like i don't want him subjected to anything you know what i mean that i Absolutely. that i would have had to have gone through you know what I'm saying? At his age. So, you know, there's that. But in doing that, you still have to factor in Ahmaud Arbery or, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm in this safe neighborhood, but it's safe from me. Yeah. So going back to Goody Mod, right? Are those gates put up to keep crime out or keep us out? Fact. So when I'm doing my Morgan jog, am I safe? in the safe neighborhood so now i have to f- do my little tricks like the vegan pizza sh- um options and the health food stores and just sure. pay attention to the amenities to figure out and the flags and the signs and all these things to figure out what type of white folk i'm dealing with if i'm gonna be around the white folk Damn. So the the premise comes down to when you're looking at a neighborhood, wider equals safer. Is that is that a basis? And then you figure out what type of white from there. Depends who you're asking. I think generally speaking, okay. and we we speak a lot on this. We've spoke a lot on this podcast about default and the advantage yeah. of default and how. Me being a fairly quote unquote woke individual, um, very aware of who I am and the history of my people and the entire thing, how just being an American and being raised in this society gives me certain inherent and even, you know, what they call implicit Mm -hmm. biases of my own. And um, I still see, I always tell people like being woke is like, you know, you're a newborn baby. So like you woke. Like you just now, there's a whole bunch of shit you gotta learn and unlearn, and like you're just woke. Woke just means, oh snap, I've been lied to this whole time. Doesn't mean you've arrived at wherever it is you're supposed to be arriving. It just means you're you woke up from the other thing. So yeah, like wow, do I? attribute safe to white neighborhood and how many of my black friends, family, 
loved ones and just people in general make that same correlation. I mean, it's that's the premise they start with, you know, white guy moving from Kentucky 15 years ago, looking at places in Philly. The first assumption, and, and these real estate agents were white, but the first assumption they make is, oh, you want to live here because it's there's a white. Yep. 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 And guess what? Unless they were, and here's what we're talking about. Good white folk would, if I was their client, they'd stare me to the same neighborhood. Yep. <laughs> they wouldn't say, oh, well, you're <laughs> black. You want to live amongst your people. They would mm -hmm. take a look at me, profile me, and say, oh, you don't want your family like over there with them. <laughs> like you want to, you want to go over there <laughs> and be They would amongst just code the language exactly it would just be it. coded and i do mean slight. it would be coded <laughs> slightly different and the, the amenities yeah. and the things that were pointed out they would say maybe good school yeah they would, you know what i mean and so but sure. they're not you know they're gonna say well it's like hey i'm not racist so it's not about like keeping yeah. the black people <laughs> out of this neighborhood like it was at certain points in time in our history and still is today but I'm just sure. saying the good white folk would say, no, it's just a bad neighborhood. It has nothing to do with color. Yeah. You want to be safe. You want to be Correct. comfortable. Correct. Yeah. Correct. But again, yeah. So you see how tough this cycle is. To yeah. Break, I mean, right? it's because that mentality is woven into anybody who's looking for a Correct. new place. Correct. And like you said about, um, you know, the neighborhoods and automatically now, if it was a quote unquote bad neighborhood, predominantly, you know, predominantly white neighborhood, the, the trash title would immediately be placed upon it. So they're like, oh, that's a white trash sure. neighborhood. Like, <laughs> you don't want to be over there <laughs> because it's neighborhood, white yeah. trash neighborhood. And you've said this on the podcast before, like white trash is like black neighborhood. So what makes a white trash neighborhood white trash is like equal to just black neighborhood. Like, oh, all the things that happen in the black neighborhood happen in the white trash neighborhood. You mean in the mind of somebody who would use correct. that term, right? Yeah, correct. Okay. correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, and the term itself is obviously just racist as hell because, I mean, so you're saying that you consider people trash, but the white people you consider trash are like a class of their own. You know, you have, you can't just say like, okay, well, because people in white's that not trash. trash. That's where that's where right? the default comes that in. It's just like so it'd be yeah. it'd be like you want to live in. God, you know, Society Hill, wherever, right? That's mm. neighborhood in Philly. And um, for those who don't know. And so it's like, they're not going to go like, hey, don't you want to live in this white neighborhood? They would never bring up white mm. neighborhood. They would just say, it's a great neighborhood. Schools, blah, 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 blah. Now you might know, or I might know, like, oh, that's a predominantly white, upper middle class yeah. neighborhood. So 
it's a good neighborhood. But then white has nothing to do with it because it's presumed that if it's a white neighborhood, it's a good neighborhood. That's that baseline assumption, right? right? We're all trying to get, I mean, what every Mm. rapper ever has said, move my folks out the hood. Yep. I live in the sticks. Even if they claim they still go back and stay Jay-Z in Jay-Z said, soft like my next door neighbors. You know, yep. it's a thing. <laughs> get out the hood. Where are we going yeah. when we get out the hood? Yeah. Suburbs. Society Hill. Right? And so that, like, all of that's constantly perpetuated because no one's leaving the hood mm-hmm. to go to a white trash neighborhood. Yeah. And usually the white trash neighborhoods, unless you're like way out in the Midwest somewhere in the, you know, in the stick, stick, sticks where it's super, 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 super rural. But if you take an urban center like Philly or, you know what I mean? The white trash is adjacent to the hood. Like it's a part. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, there's, there's that. And mm-hmm. then it's, it connects right into the hood. And still sort of segregated, and still right? Segregated, like it's adjacent. But it's adjacent. But you stay in your own spot, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So it's deep. It's deep. Mm-hmm. And I've had to even, you know, explore in that my own, like, biases and you know just yeah my views because it's just like okay well why would i do someone would say well why would you just default to try and get up here yeah and you know why wouldn't you take your chance closer to the school and and you've mentioned schools as kind of a code for race when you're talking about a neighborhood right good Mm -hmm. schools and i think the sad reality is that good schools tend to be in white neighborhoods because of the way schools are funded and the history of neighborhoods and urban design and city planning across the past century or mm-hmm. so. And we we talked about this before. And again, good neighborhood, good schools, you right. know, good education. What is a good education for a 14-year-old black kid? Yeah. And when I said you know what I'm saying, little man into this environment. Is this environment enriching anything about him as a young black man? So what is good when he comes through that in four years? What is good? What will he know? Or will we just continue to perpetuate the same worldview on him? And that's a question I don't think white parents have to ask quite the same way. At least, Not at all. To say the least. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Unless they're interested in being, you know, educating their child to exist in a diverse world. But we don't. That would be the concern. Exist in a diverse world. We have diverse people in a white world. <laughs> And so yeah. as long as it continues to be a white, well, at least country, society in America, it doesn't matter because we have to figure out how to exist in your world, not the other way around. Although that seems to be being shaken up a little bit, which is, you know, the reason for 
the drama <laughs> that we're currently in, right? But I mean, that's, that's why 27 states have bills up to stop people from saying this kind of shit in that's classrooms a fact. that we, we just said that's today. A fact. Can't stop us, though. Fuck you. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because, you know, you don't, Jack, who goes to the local high school up here, Jack doesn't have to worry about like how he moves in the world and what effect that might have on Voss. Voss has to consider mm-hmm. that. That is true. And so by sending him wow. to the best of the best and paying all this money to give him the best shot at the best college and being the best thing, where am I causing him harm? Now yeah, we're, at, wow. we're, we're, you know, we're at time for the, for this episode, but you know, think about that people. Damn. And how does the urban, you know, dynamic change? If those of us who may know better continue to, opt to remove ourselves from our people, quote unquote, for a shot at a better life, quote unquote. That's a hell of a question to end with. Yeah. But, you know, everything we talked about today really came to that point, Mm -hmm. right? Where else is it going to go? Mm -hmm. Because I have to hold myself as accountable as I would hold anybody else. And you know what I mean? And, we, and that's Absolutely. what we do on this show, right? So I got to hold myself accountable. What what does go into those decisions? Oh, man, it's good to yeah. be back. I'm glad we didn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> it is, man. It is. We really got yeah, right back into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah, this is awesome, man. I missed, I missed, I missed you guys. Yeah, definitely. Same yeah. here. Yeah. Well, I think we leave that question hanging. I don't think we're going to wrap that one up in another. No, nah, we can't solve but that. That's something we definitely want. We can't solve that like we solved racism. Oh yeah, we did solve racism. Now we got to talk yeah. about yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, clearly we haven't because this conversation is <laughs> <laughs> all about that. Uh, man, yeah, can't be solved in a podcast. That's right. Can't be man. solved in a podcast, and you know, so you know. I guess this episode, I'm the guest in the house, right? <laughs> I'm the guest in the cul-de-sac. <laughs> You're the new kid on yeah, the block, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, again, you know, I think congratulations to you guys for for taking this risk, for giving Voss this opportunity. Um even with these considerations in the back of your mind, you know, I always think the best parents are the ones who question their decisions all right. the time. Right. You know, if, if you're too secure that you're doing a good job and that goes for teachers too, you're probably not doing that great a job. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm, I'm, I'm learning on the fly here. So I'm, I'm always <laughs> going to question in second guess. I didn't, I, I, you know what I mean? I, <laughs> I didn't have the head start. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. You I jumped, jumped right in. in. I'm knee deep. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll we'll hear some updates as the school year goes sure. on, as as you guys get settled sure. in, and hopefully, you know, we'll 
we'll hear how things for are sure, going for sure so far so good he, he he really enjoys it um that's great you know they definitely it's work intense you just got like yeah like six quizzes already in a week so yeah it, they're not Damn. playing with them so that's that's good and you know i'll i'll continue to kind of keep an eye on the uh you know the social socialization stuff like you know because that's Definitely. you know i think that's the part of education that uh you know a lot of us especially you know the question that i just laid out there we don't really think about we just think about the education and the doors that it will open quote unquote yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Well, I think you're on the right track. I hope so, brother. I appreciate that. Absolutely. All right, man. Let's wrap this puppy up. Um, we're back. All right. We won't leave you back. again, at least for another year. Um, <laughs> we never left. Before. That's a fact. That's a fact. So, um, back up and running, man. Uh, as always, um, let me say this because we don't say this a lot. We have um, our social meds pages. We have our Facebook page. We have our um, IG page. Engage us. Engage us. Add a guest in the house. If you liked something from a podcast, leave a comment. Ask a question. Ask about a song. Whatever it is, engage us, man. We, you know, it, we're talking into these mics. We don't have a studio audience. We don't know if anyone's listening other than, you know, a number on a back end of a website that says 30 listens. We don't know who you guys are. So, you know, make yourself known, man. We, 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 uh, you know, we like to talk, but, you know, we could just get on the phone and do this. So (laughs) we want to know, you know, you guys are, um, you know, tapped in with us, man. So, yeah, shout us out. We want to know that. All 30 listens weren't exactly. Although, hey, Todd Dills, if you're listening 30 times, that's awesome, yeah. too. Or Anthony just hitting the, re- the refresh <laughs> button 30 times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, man, I am um, David Tromdig Shanks. I'm Mickey Hess. And this was a Guest in the House podcast. We'll see you next time. Yes, peace and love.